Please be seated for our Bible readings. The first reading is taken from Psalm 73, beginning at verse 24. It can be found on page 564 of the Old Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, the psalmist speaks of his need for God, who is his guide and strength. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will receive me with honor. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire other than you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The gospel reading is taken from Mark, chapter 10, beginning at verse 13. It can be found on page 49 of the New Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, Jesus speaks of the necessity of coming as a little child to enter and receive the blessings of the kingdom of God. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thank you, Gloria. Please do be seated and shall we pray together? Lord, may my mouth speak wisdom and the meditation of my heart bring understanding that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher this morning to awaken our hearts, expand our minds and shape our identity in you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
I want to speak this morning about how we experience God's best life for us forever. And how we do that by always remembering to come to him as little children on this earth. That this morning we would understand how to experience God's best life for us forever. But to do that, we have to learn to always come to him as a little child on earth. So let me begin by admitting something to you. Now, we're, we're, we're amongst friends, aren't we? We're, we're, we're in a safe place, and I didn't mean to do it. It kind of just happened. I walked into the living room, and the TV was on, and somebody else was watching the TV. And I just happened to watch the last few minutes of Love Island. It's not the sort of thing that a vicar should admit to watching, is it really? I kind of feel, feel a bit about it. But there you go, I've got it out there. So there. I'm not going to tell you who in our church in Love Island is their favourite programme on TV. I'm not going to tell you who, who that is. I'll let you guess about that. But anyway, the episode that I was watching concerned one of these. A baby doll. And in this, in this episode, if you like, what the various couples have to do is they're meant to look after this baby doll that can, that can cry and that needs feeding and everything else in between. Now, all I'm going to say is I've got three kids and it's meant to be reality TV and it didn't seem very real to me. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on it. But when we think about a baby... You know, when we, when we think about a baby and how a baby is dependent upon its parents. You know, a baby is dependent upon its parents, isn't it, to, to, to be fed and to be watered. A baby is dependent upon his or her parents to, to clean them up after they make a mess. Whether it be feeding time or whether it be when they vomit or everything else in between. Or... If we think about it, a baby is dependent upon his or her parents to guide them, to give them wisdom on which should be the right direction that they should take. When we think about it, a baby is dependent upon his or her parents for everything. And in the same way what Jesus was saying in this story, when we depend upon God in that way, we will live God's best life for us forever. You see, when we look at it this morning, when we came into church this morning, all of us passed a particular window. You know, when we think about the stained glass windows in this building, they're all just over 150 years old. And stained glass windows, most of them, they tell a story, don't they? They tell a story from the Bible when Bibles weren't as easy to get hold of or when literacy levels weren't as good as what they are today. And so people could understand a Bible story by seeing the picture. And we all passed this particular window to my left, just over here, that tells the story of our Bible reading this morning from Mark's Gospel. Here's the scene, if we can imagine it. It's a bustling scene of parents with their children, and they're carrying these children. These children are young. They're babies. They're toddlers. And they want to bring their children to Jesus. 
that Jesus would pray for them and that Jesus would bless them. The only problem is that they encountered Jesus' disciples who've taken upon it that, that they should be kind of Jesus' bouncers and Jesus' minders and that they shouldn't let anyone close to Jesus whatsoever. Now Jesus sees what's going on and we read he gets very cross. In fact, he gets very angry. In fact, he's, he's livid with what goes on. And he says to the disciples in front of everyone hearing, he just says, stop. And he rebukes them and says, let the little children come to me. And then Jesus says something very important. You know, when we see in our English Bibles, in Matthew, Mark, or Luke's Gospel, the word truly, it means Jesus is about to say something very important. And then he says, not only truly, he says whoever. Now, if we think about the word whoever, whoever means it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter whether we're young or whether we're old. It doesn't matter whether we were living at that time or we're living today or everywhere in between. He says, truly, whoever you are, unless you come to me as a little child, you will never enter the kingdom of God. And the story ends with those parents being able to bring their little children to Jesus. And Jesus takes them in his, in his arms and he prays for them and he blesses them. What did Jesus mean? What did Jesus mean when he said, truly, whoever we are, Unless we come as a little child, we will never enter the kingdom of God. You see, it's actually through applying those words to our lives that we live God's best life for us forever. You see, Jesus spoke about this theme, the kingdom of God, more than any other, didn't he? He told parables about it. The kingdom of God is like a man sowing some seed. He demonstrated healings and miracles to show the kingdom of God. Jesus even brought in the kingdom of God and embodied it by his life. He spoke about the kingdom of God more than any other. We could say it was Jesus' favorite subject. And many people think, many Christians think actually, that when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God, he was talking about a place in the future. He was talking about a place we might call heaven. A place in the forever. But it's clear from all that Jesus taught about the kingdom of God that it also has a place in the today. And that it could be experienced in the here and now as a foretaste of the future. You know, we see that most of all, most simply, don't we? In the Lord's Prayer, what does Jesus say? Our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, it's this special place, the kingdom of God. In its most simplest terms, if we want a definition, the kingdom of God is the place where God lives with his people as their king. Let me say that again. The kingdom of God is a place where God lives with his people as their king. You know, it's this special place of 
goodness and love. Because God is love and God is good. It's a special place of light and peace because God is light and God brings peace. It's a special place of hope and joy because God brings hope and God brings joy. And it's out of all that goodness and that love, that hope and that joy, that light and that peace that we will then live our best life ever when we come to him as a little child. But you see, in Jesus' day, the attitude was that children were to be seen and not heard. You know, children were, they were weak. They were vulnerable. They were defenseless. They were needy. They had no power. They had no prestige. They had no position. They had no claims. They had no clout. They had no credit. Yet Jesus says that there's an attitude there that Through it is what it means to be a disciple. That we might live God's best life for us forever. That attitude is one of humble trust. Humble trust in God. Or in other words, God, you're right about everything. Or as the psalmist was saying, he knew that when he said, I need you God. And of course, that has implications for us in two ways as little children. It has implications for us in terms of coming to Jesus for the first time. In another context, what did Jesus say in that most famous passage perhaps in the whole of the Bible when he met Nicodemus? He said that to see the kingdom of God, you have to be born anew. It has a one-off implication to come to Jesus as a little child, to be born anew. But it also has an ongoing implication as well. You see, while a baby, as we, we look at it, it may grow up, and while we're to mature in our faith, we're never to stop coming to Jesus as a little child. Never to stop coming to him in humble trust. Jesus, you're right about everything. You know, when we said that a a baby is dependent upon his or her parents to, to feed them, to nourish them, to water them. And what did Jesus say? He said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes, or we could say, whoever comes in humble trust will never be thirsty. You know, I think about one of the main symbols of the the baptism service that we'll be doing later at 10 o'clock, of water, and how water refreshes and sustains and nourishes us. And we're to keep on, if you like, keeping on coming to Jesus as a little child, to experience the bread of life that he wants to give us, his water of life that he wants to refresh us with. And by doing that, we will continue to live God's best life for us forever. But I think about this, this baby and I think about how a baby is dependent upon his parents to clean them up after they make a mess. And I think about the 
the second main symbol of the, the baptism service, the cross. The cross, that place of healing and transformation where Jesus comes and makes a mess of his life to take away the mess in our own life. And we know this all too well in our lives that we keep on having to come to Jesus as little children in humble trust because we keep on making those messes and to receive his healing and to receive his forgiveness. And when I think about this, this baby, you know, this baby will require his parents to guide them, to give them wisdom. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That when we keep on coming to Jesus as a little child, in humble trust, he will show us the way to go. He will show us the direction to go. and We will live God's best life for us forever. You know, that day Jesus spoke to, to parents. He was speaking to children. And he was speaking to his disciples. And he was saying that those words apply just as much to them that day as they do to us today, wherever we may watch this. That to experience God's blessed life for us forever. Always depend on him like a little child. In the name of the Father who created us, the Son who redeemed us, and the Spirit who gives us life. Amen.